You don't need no. Oh, high class nigga. This shit sound crazy. This shit sound crazy. Flash it on you. This down all the pair of shoes, you don't need no. This down all the pair of shoes, you don't need no. Just have me no car, you don't need no. I came up from bottom, you don't need no. My niggas all right with me, you don't need no. Got killers with me right now, you don't need no. This million dollar watch, nigga, you don't need no. Got a million dollar crib, nigga, you don't need no. Hey, that monster truck, sit tall as fuck, so big, can't even talk. Don't like snakes, keep my grad cut, so low, can't even more. Tip done, period, look high, glow, no, no, we don't do more. Ain't PJ, no rose for me, host don't need for Spent songs on for it, put down Michael Kors. Always on like the refrigerator unplugged, then oh, you know it. AP and that P gate with a bright lean when I'm bored. Got a masterpiece and a 41 millimeter, you ain't even know it. Keep the 45 in my pocket, I ain't gonna show it till I have to pop it, then you gon' know it. Damn, who shot you? They don't even know it. Hawks gang, fucking Floyd. TVC front row it. Rock go to Dunn, CEO it. Ain't got a rapper, you know it. It's down all the pair of shoes, you don't even know It's down all the pair of shoes, you don't even know Just have me no car, you don't even know I came up from bottom, you don't even know My niggas alright with me, you don't even know Got killers with me right now, you don't even know This million dollar watch, nigga, you don't even know Got a million dollar crib, nigga. You don't need no. Hey, that's gonna show you that re-rock. You don't need no. I die over these re I did it again. I did this in the last stream. I don't know why I'm doing it again. All right, guys. This is No Way Jose Show, all that shit. You guys know this is on YouTube, all major art packages, obviously, as well. Sorry for the mute issue. It happens. Uh, credit to my homie at Jellyon McVeigh. He's the one who made that edit. Uh, today, my guest is Matt Crumpton. Uh, we are continuing our JFK series. Uh, and now, as you can tell, uh, it's silky smooth, the, the audio. I got finally uh, ponied up and got me a professional mic. So I hope you guys like it. Uh, yeah. I, Part of the reason why is because I will be going on February 8th on TimCast, uh, so I couldn't be a schmuck anymore with a shitty mic. So it, it is what it is. Uh, here we are. Yeah, but thanks to my patrons. I used that money for that, so I appreciate it. But with that, uh, I guess I want to remind you, the patron stick. Uh, it's patreon.com. So no way Jose 2020. The way these work is if these these this is a live stream right now. Wow, this is the 26th. When I'm doing this, it's a live stream for my patrons only. And roughly about a week or so later, uh, depending on my schedule, what have you, I release it publicly. So uh, if you want to be able to get these episodes early, uh, you know, or a number of other perks that, you know, come along with being a patron, um, please do that. Uh, if not, that's cool. Just wait for it to come out publicly. That's all right, too. Uh, my highest level is my $20 level. My sponsors, my sponsors, Mikkel Thorpe of the Expat Money Show. I also have Jeremy, who has an Etsy store at Etsy.com slash shop slash Raising Liberty. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeremy Rhymes. And I also have my buddy Toad, who's a co-host with me on Tower Gang. Uh, you can follow him at Tower Gang Toad. Also have Zach Overacker at Z-O-V-E-R-A-C-K Zoverack uh, on Twitter. And yeah, I do want to remind you guys, Top Lobster Com, use Jose at checkout for 10% off. That's where you can get my merch. You can get Tower Gang merch. You can get all, all a bunch of other shows merch as well. And stuff that's not even show stuff. So uh, definitely uh, go check that out. He's my buddy. Uh, go support him. Support me as well. Uh, let them know. Let them know I sent you. And with that, let's go ahead and get Matt in here. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? It's funny. I was literally we were literally just before talking shit about uh, how I'm pretty good about usually not doing the mute thing, and then I did it. But you know, whatever. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Are you ready to get into it? Uh, actually, <laughs> uh, go ahead it. and introduce yourself real quick so people know your plugs and stuff. Uh, we'll do it again yeah. at the end, but just, you know, so they know in case they don't stick around for the end because not people do that. So <laughs> yeah. Thanks Jose. My name is Matt no Crumpton. I have a podcast called solving JFK. 
which um, is about attempting to solve the JFK assassination, uh, looking, you know, going issue by issue. We start at the very beginning and then we go, what does the Warren report say? What are the uh, counter arguments to that on each issue? And we apply Occam's razor at the sub issue level. Uh, and then if there's if there's more uh, after after we determine if the Warren report got it right or not at the end of season one here, we'll, we'll go on to uh, look at other questions as well. But right now we're we're uh, just finished uh, episode seven. Uh, so we're, we're kind of uh, leaving the school book depository, getting ready to go into the people, the witnesses in Dealey Plaza and J.D. Tippett and all that kind of stuff soon. So. Hell yeah. Uh, I've watched the majority of those. I need to catch up. Uh, yeah, you're, one, you're basically one of the sources I'm using, and it works out that I have you here as well. Before we get into it, I do have one of my patrons showed up uh, for this live stream. I wanted to show this just because it was nice. Uh, Matt's a great guest, and you're killing with these man. Uh, looking forward to this one. Watch episode one like four times. Appreciate it. Dude. Thanks, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, good stuff. Uh, Bonghorn, Bonghorn Leghorn's been with uh, been with me for a while. I appreciate it, bud. Uh, it looks like right. a, a well a well armed uh, individual. <laughs> yes, that's his. Uh, yes. That's his thing. He's big into the guns nice. uh, for oh, yeah. sure. Oh, there you go, man. It's good. <laughs> I'm here for it. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last episode, we kind of we're still kind of covering the basics, covering the characters, you know, stuff like that. We covered mostly just JFK himself, and then his, uh, you know, the the possible angles of people, uh, the possible people would want him dead. Uh, and now we're moving into the guy who supposedly killed him. Uh, we're doing Oswald. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and get into Oswald. Uh, I kind of want to go into, we'll start off with, and maybe at the end we'll kind of go into his motivations, but he has a pretty, there's a lot to Oswald. So if go ahead and start out, let us know who he is. Um, we can go as far back as you want. Cause uh, I mean, there's a lot to dig into for sure. Sure. Yeah. I just want to give my disclaimer uh, that, you know, so I, I have, uh, I'm familiar with this information and uh, I've, I've researched it and I've got it in my outline, but it's not something that I've, I've written or worked on, you know, in the last, you know, couple of months. So it's a, it's a little foggy, but, but uh, I've, I've got the, I got the broad outline. So if you hear me say something and you want to dive into it, I can, I can point you to the source if you want to hit me up later. Uh, but basically the, the quick answer to your question on Oswald is uh, it depends on who you ask, right? So, you know, if you look at the Gerald Posner, Vincent Bugliosi, it's not Bugliosi, which I've said all throughout my podcast, <laughs> too late. Uh, but anyway, the the people who defend the Warren Report, Bill O'Reilly, um, they'll say that Oswald, three things about Oswald. Number one, uh, he was basically a bad guy. Like he, he beat women, uh, you know, um, was you know rude just bad he was a, a miscreant so that, that's one thing about him um and there's there's some evidence to support that okay uh and the other thing about him is that he was crazy so just truly like like a loony crazy wild guy and then the last thing about him was that he was really committed to uh marxism right uh communism socialism they kind of called it all the same thing uh, the height of the cold war um, and, and Oswald's whole thing was, was he would, uh, say, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Marxist, uh, but I'm, but I'm not a communist, you know, whatever. So he just kind of like wanted to argue about it, but, but that, that's the, the big picture. Uh, and then on the other side of it, uh, who was Oswald? If you ask somebody who thinks there was a conspiracy, the first thing they'll tell you is he was an intelligence agent of some sort. Um, but that's why you kind of have to zoom into everything. So just looking at, you know, Oswald from an early age, we can kind of do a chronological overview here from an early age. Uh, he, he grew up in new Orleans, uh, spent some time in, uh, New York city. Um, and then, uh, ended up back in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, that's basically his, uh, he lived in a few different places. Um, he had a, he had a, 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 a a brother and he had a half brother as well. Um, and, uh, you know, wasn't particularly close to his family. Uh, he, he joined the civil air patrol, uh, when he was 15 years old. And this is the, there's a famous photo of Oswald with David Ferry. If you're, if you're, uh, on the conspiracy side of things, or you've looked into the case much, David, David Ferry is the guy that was played by Joe Pesci in uh, in JFK. Um, and, and basically, it's pretty weird that Oswald is in the Civil Air Patrol 
with this guy that, uh, you know, some people think is one of the chief uh, architects of, of, of the assassination and the cover-up. Um, so so that, that's just an interesting little sidebar. The Civil Air Patrol, by the way, was like, there was so much civic pride at the height of the Cold War that it's like, do you know, instead of Boy Scouts, they had like, well, let's let's go out and do volunteer like like uh, air patrol <laughs> to make sure the communists don't don't fly over, you know, Texas. Um, but but so it, one thing to note here on, on Oswald that I just think is probably important to point out from the outset is there's this theory of two Oswalds. Have you ever heard of the two Oswalds? Theory? Yeah, I have that in my notes. Uh, and actually, I just came across that today, and I figured maybe yeah. talk about it a little bit. I mean, I don't know if you want to go in, I mean, into it here. I mean, it might not be the, the most appropriate place, or we can just kind of touch on it and touch it. Go into. I just want to touch on it. Yeah, because if it's true, then it colors everything else we're saying. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's just true. I think it's important to keep in mind, and I and I also. I obviously think that there is a there is a possibility that it is true, even though it's so far fetched. Okay, but yeah, because um, the idea was just that someone was using his birth certificate, right? Which right. sounds kooky, but if you take into account the, the era, it really wouldn't be that hard to t- if you got a hold of someone's birth certificate to just go around pretending to be them. That's not that crazy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so so there's there's what you're talking about. So in uh, 19, it, it was while Oswald was in Russia. Uh, there are FBI documents showing that, you know, they're going, hey, someone's using this guy's uh, ID and his social security number, but we know that he's in Russia. So he's being impersonated in the United States by some other guy. So that, that we know that happened. That's not really disputed. Um, and then when we get into the record of things surrounding the assassination, that's where it gets really interesting because there are all these sightings of Oswald and someone who clearly is trying to make it look like they are Oswald. But the Warren report tried to vet those claims to see, okay, was that Oswald? Let's look at the other witness statements. You know, wh- where was he that day? What, what does his wife say? What does Ruth Payne say who his, his wife lived with? And there are about eight or nine different sightings that are in the Warren report volumes where it's a weird story of someone who's clearly trying to impersonate Oswald. So like a doppelganger type thing? Is that what you're getting at? Because the only thing I saw was just a birth certificate thing, but a doppelganger. Because birth certificate, because you said kooky, like a little bit crazy, but like birth certificate, that's like, okay, like you don't even have to look like a guy to use someone's birth certificate. But to like, if you're going doppelganger, that's when we get into a little bit weird territory. I'm not saying that's outside the scope of something the Fed Boys can do, but... This theory that I'm talking about is bonkers. I'm just, I just want to say, like, if you're, di- if you're taking, you have to build a tolerance up to it before you could possibly consider it. Okay, but, but the only reason I raise it is because when you zoom into the facts of this case, all right, there are these little inflection points. That's why, like I said, we're applying Occam's razor at the sub-issue level. So there are, are certain facts that aren't disputed. Okay, so what it comes down to. Yeah, and this is you know kind of spoil spoiler a little bit of a spoiler for the season, but what it comes down to is if if you think that uh, you you can either believe that Oswald did it alone, the Warren report's right. If you believe that, you, you've got some questions you're going to have to answer, right? There are problems with that with with believing the official story for sure, definitely. But if you think that uh, that there's a conspiracy and that Oswald didn't do it, once you get into JD Tippett land. And there are several people who say that they saw him. Uh, the only thing, if, if you want to say that, that there's a conspiracy, really one of the only ways that could possibly make sense is if there's two Oswalds. It's one of the only ways it could make sense. I'm just telling you. So, so if, if, you, if you want to believe there's a conspiracy, it's hard to take that position without entertaining the two Oswalds position because it's the one, it's the only one that I've seen that, that explains every single counter argument. But of course, it's a fantastical, crazy idea. So let, let me let me tell you why I, why there's some support for it. Okay, so uh, in the Warren Report volumes, like I said, there's instances of you know it couldn't have been Oswald in one place, but but sure enough, there's someone there. So uh, there's several, two or three different instances at uh, shooting ranges, and there's a guy who's who's uh, you know saying, hey, what you know is, is the president coming anytime soon? 
uh, 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 or no, I, I hear he's coming. You think someone could shoot him with a high powered rifle and he's like intentionally shooting other people's targets, like to be noticed. He's like just being obnoxious. Um, so that happened several times. Okay. That's, that, that's just one thing. Uh, there's the Ralph Yates story, which that's the one I like to talk about all the time. The guy that picked up this hitchhiker who, uh, on the he he was given the hitchhiker a ride. He picks him up uh, right by the highway exit next to Oswald's rooming house, and then he gives him a ride. And on the way, and he has a four foot sack that he says has curtain rods in it. Okay, and on the way, the driving him to work, uh, he he asks Yates, uh, you know, hey, the president's coming in town soon. You think someone could shoot the president from a tall building with a high powered rifle? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know if they're a good shot. Maybe he like engaged him on it, which I thought was funny. Um, but anyway, so, so Yates tells a story to the FBI over and over again, he gets four different polygraphs and they eventually, uh, make him go to an insane asylum against his will, because they're like, oh, I don't know, you believe what you say, but it can't be true. So, so that's another one. Uh, there's a guy at a car dealership who's saying all the same, Hey, the president's coming to town soon. And I think someone's going to, someone should take him out with a high powered rifle. I'm about to come into a lot of money actually. <laughs> like this is weird uh there's a guy that sees oswald uh at uh, by a by a beer at 8 a.m uh on the morning of the assassination right next to dealey plaza uh at, at like a convenience store mm. like a bodega and oswald is is working that time there's he many witnesses say he couldn't have been there uh and there, there's several other instances there's this woman named sylvia odio who's a cuban uh exile uh, she, basically she's a Cuban and her dad's involved with the Cuban exiles. And um, it, she says that she saw an American named, named Leon who uh, was with these other guys, but, but Oswald couldn't have been there that day. So there's a book called Harvey and Lee. It's, I just got it for Christmas. It's, it's hard to find. Uh, and this guy, John Armstrong, he's dedicated his life to, to this. Okay. And he basically, has claims and i haven't read the book yet but i've but i've listened to a bunch of his talks and what he has to say he claims that he's able to reconstruct since age 11 two separate oswalds and he's able to track where each of them went to school their report cards sorry i got my sump pump in the background hey sump pump it's raining or it's snowing snow's melting here in columbus ohio um but but anyway, uh, he's able to to trace their records. It's just really wild. And then and then I, I'm like, you're bonkers, dude. This is crazy. This is like truly like you're a nut, okay? But then I was like, why did you even start this? And he he shared that, and that was um, uh, there's something in the Warren report, the Warren report volume. So just again, there's a lot of things here. Warren report is one volume. It's 888 pages. There are 25 additional volumes of just evidence. So FBI reports, uh, deposition transcripts. Yeah. Yeah. All, all the, the real facts, right. Yes. The, yep, the yep. thing that, that, that matters in the case. Um, and, uh, at, at any rate, um, Armstrong's going through these documents and he finds uh, a record of Oswald working at the Fisterer, uh, dental lab in new Orleans at the same time when Oswald's supposed to be in Atsugi, Japan. And the Marines. So he goes and he interviews everybody that was there with him. And they basically say that he had been there much longer and that he was the short guy who was really skinny and he spoke Russian fluently. And then the other Oswald is the one that's supposed to be like the good shooter. Uh, and, and he didn't speak Russian. Right. And so there's this, and it's, it is crazy, but uh, if, if you're interested in sort of fast forwarding to the end possibility, uh, Harvey and Lee is, is worth looking at. I mean, even in the conspiracy, even in the world of like people that think there's a conspiracy theory, people kind of don't like to touch that. But all I'm saying is based on, if it's based on documents mm -hmm. and you can, and you can point and follow the documents, sometimes things are crazy. So yeah. I just think people should entertain it, but yes, it's not, the, the, I mean, the biggest thing is like, how could you know when two kids are 11 that they're going to grow up and look exactly the same? And how could you know they're going to want to, they're going to want to participate in your scheme? And his argument to that is, well, one of them, the one that we know from history, was a Hungarian orphan who spoke native Russian. And the other one, uh, his mom worked in the Office of Naval Intelligence. <laughs> and he's yeah. the one that got to live. Anyway, so it's, it's, there's a bunch of crazy stories on that. 
I'm not really taking a position on it. I'm just saying it's out there and it is uh, a possibility that's interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't put a ton of stock in that, but at the same time, as as many rabbit holes as I've gone down, and I'm I'm not the kind of guy who you know buys into every little thing. I, I've seen crazier things that are definitely legit. So it's not. I mean, I wish I could think of some examples off my head, but I know for a fact there have been examples of doppelgangers and in, in espionage and stuff like that in the past. So it's not yeah. that crazy, especially if we're talking CIA links. I did want to bring up because I thought this was interesting. You meant, and obviously we keep mentioning the Warren report. And you even said there was some, uh, you know, there was uh, eyewitness reports of people who seemed to be, you know, uh, mismatching like, uh, you know, different Oswalds or whatever. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, or maybe you haven't heard this. Uh, by the way, I saw this on the memory hole. And if you, it's on YouTube, you do old stuff like C-SPAN or things from like decades ago. It's a, so it's a great resource for if you're interested in like stuff like what we're doing right here. Because it is like stuff like they've had a ton of JFK stuff come up lately. They were like really cool stuff. Um, but one of the things they were saying there, I can't remember who it was, is um, the uh, God, who the fuck is the Fed guy? Hoover, Hoover, Hoover. Um, yeah. He fucking he said, uh, I, I guess they found out after the Warren report that he uh, thought like that birth certificate thing I mentioned. There was like a, a note or something or a documentation that he had written before that existed prior to the Warren report where he was like suspected this. Like, I don't yes, know the specifics the, of it, but it never uh -huh. got into the Warren report, which you mentioned there was the there were there were things in the Warren report that alluded to that. But you didn't have right. this like from Hoover, the birth certificate thing, which uh -huh. I feel like would have if that had entered the Warren report that could have very much changed the course of history and how they looked at it because that now that is sure. more substantial, you know? Yeah. So I just thought that was there, interesting. There, no, that's, that is, um, there's also three people who saw someone that they said was identical to Oswald run out of the school book depository down the hill of the, of Dealey Plaza and get into a Nash Rambler. We talked about that in episode five. So, so there's, when there's a lot of corroborating evidence, it's kind of like the word there's smoke, there might be fire. Yes, that, that's my theory on that. But yeah, Harvey and Lee, that, that's what, there's a website if you want to look, if you want to see what the pictures are uh, and, and, and see kind of how close they are. It's interesting. I, I don't know yet, but it's, it's worth mentioning because yeah, if there's really if there's really two different ones, that, that's a whole different game if they're coming up parallel. Yeah, and know. it's worth like you said. It's worth mentioning. That doesn't mean yeah. we're saying it's true. It just is a thing no, that I'm not, I mean, if we're if it was just something we're making up or something, that'd be a different yeah. story. But these are based on actual accounts. But you gotta you know apply the proper uh, credence to it because I know just one person said here or one person said there. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Make of it what you will. I'm sure there were a bunch of other crazy things that people said that uh, don't bear out to be true or just people misremembered or whatever. So you know, weird things happen. So if, if we end up doing a, a season two uh, looking at Oswald, which, you know, it's looking like that's probably likely is where we're going to end up going. Uh, I, I'm going to read this whole book. It's 900 pages long and I will get off of the fence. And I promise I'll, I promise to have a take by the time we get into deep diving on the podcast on Awesome. All right. Uh, let's. I think where we were at, we kind of just started getting to his adult life. Yes. Uh, so. I, so I, he's in the Marines. Marines. Yeah. That's what uh, he, he was a marksman, to... correct? Because there was one point I wanted to make on that. They, they, he was declared a marksman in in the Marines, correct? Am I right? Yep. He took. A, there's a couple of records of him taking shooting tests. Mm. Uh, uh, the first one he did pretty well on. I don't know what the rating was. The second one was the worst he did, uh, and, and he got the marksman rating, which is the lowest rating. Yes. At the time. Okay. So I, I know you're a military guy. I don't know if yeah, it's changed that, since then. That's why I wanted to bring up. I don't. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know the specifics of what the Marine standards were at the time. I was Air Force, active duty Air Force for 11 years. The standards even changed multiple times on how we qualified for it. But I can tell you. I got marksman once. I've I've shot multiple times, and I've also failed before. So it means nothing. Uh, like I mean, to be fair, I once right. again I don't know what how the Marines did it, but there is a common thing in government jobs or especially military in general where it's like people outside of the know put way more credence in it, and then also like when you're in it, it's just kind of almost this. Sure. You know, it's it 
people say all the time, oh, he's a marksman. And it's like, okay. Then you imagine right. you're thinking like Chris Kyle, like he's a, he's a perfect uh-huh. you know, Marine sniper. No, that's not really it is. That just means one time when he shot, he, he shot well. That could even, that easily could just be, I can't tell you how many people have gotten marksmen because whoever was standing next to them was an idiot and was shooting at the wrong target. And so then the, their target had a bunch uh-huh. of bullets and holes in it. It happens. So that's like, funny. For all I know, that could have been the time I'd made marksman. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've always been a semi-decent shot, but I'd never be one to brag about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are some people in the military who do that, and then we'll be like, brag about being marksman. But that's just people are idiots and braggadocious like that. It doesn't mean a whole lot. Unless you're like a sniper or something, I, I, there's, you don't really have a whole – it doesn't give you a lot of street cred because I know a lot of people bring sure. up that he was a marksman. I just wanted to yeah. let people know it could mean a lot. It could mean nothing. But, I mean, if personally I hear that and I go, meh. <laughs> like, right. So I, I yeah, just, and, yeah, and marksman also it just has the, it doesn't have to do with can you can you use a bolt action rifle in a certain frame of time? <laughs> that's that's yeah. a different conversation than than your accuracy accuracy. Um, but yes, he was in the Marines uh, and at Sugi Japan. That was a uh, a U2 uh, Air Force uh, base there, and he uh, he had high level security clearances. Um, he then ended up, uh, leaving the, uh, leaving the Marines. He actually lied about the reason he left and said that it was because he needed to go be with his sick mother. But then, then so that was he, a lie. I never heard that was a lie. I just yeah. knew that he sh- left shortly after. So it's like, it was weird. If your mother is sick, why would you immediately be like, yeah. all right, see you mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Maybe right. she like had a cold or yeah. something. Right? That's, that's not what he said. But uh, so then he he defects to to Russia, um, or to the USSR. I mean, what's so now we're back into what is your lens that you view this with? You know, this it's is such a Rorschach test. Okay, so if you if you think that if you're Bill O'Reilly, you're a lone nut guy, you go. He went to Soviet Union because he hated America and he hated our way of life, and he was a no good, uh, rotten defector. At the height of the Cold War, it was treasonous, but we let him come back because we're such a good country and we're very open minded. And so we just let him come back. And, you know, that, that's that. Uh, the skeptic, uh, you know, conspiracy theory uh, folks would say that, well, he, he went there and he himself was likely intelligence. Uh, the Soviet Union. And he, he went there like as a double agent. The Soviet Union uh, realized immediately the KGB knew what he was doing. Uh, and some people say that's why they put Marina on him because Marina's uh, uncle was KGB. Yeah, and, you know, or no, no, no. Yeah. Her, her dad was a colonel. Her dad was a colonel. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. The, yeah, I don't know all the details her, of that, but I didn't know her uncle was KJB. I mean, I could, yeah, I, maybe it was wrong, I, I could but, be wrong, but it, it, yeah. it, she had a close relation that was KGB. And the idea was that kind of she was like a KGB like honeypot. Mm-hmm. Um, but but then yeah, there's, there's a lot of details while he's over there. I mean, probably the interesting things about uh, Oswald going over there in the record would be um, how did he get there? He didn't have any money. So and then and then specifically, uh, there is he, he's in London. It's on October 10th. I forget what year, maybe 1958, 59. And and then he's uh, he's supposed to be and uh, he ends up getting to Helsinki. He's in Helsinki uh, on uh, October fifteenth, uh, but there were no flights uh, to from London to Helsinki during that time. Like there are no commercial flights. He didn't have any money, so how did he? He took a private jet. He took a P, Oswald took a PJ, baller. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's kind of weird. And then and then the other thing is like. So he's over there. They let he's allowed to come back at the height of the Cold War, and, uh, with a Russian wife, uh, and uh, they give him a loan to return. The State Department gives him a loan to come back, and I, maybe that's common. Maybe they did that for other people. It's possible. Um, and then and so then when he comes back, he gets picked up at the airport by the head of the anti-Bolshevik league. Uh, real real quick, like and we anti-communist. I wanna back, yeah, I, I want to back up to the Russia stuff real quick because. One thing I dug into today, they were saying that while he was there, I mean, and this is kind of implied by defecting. I don't know if you said it explicitly in the, a moment ago, but he tried to get citizenship. And it's my understanding they essentially told him no. And I also, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. He, after being told no, there was a suicide attempt 
uh, uh, supposedly by him that was to and the the obviously the impression being because they were going to probably send him back and he was trying to essentially stall possibly uh and because mm. i guess they were saying the supposed suicide attempt looked like kind of complete bullshit because it huh. wasn't very deep or anything like that uh it was just, you know kind of a weak ass oh yep cut my wrist kind of deal um i don't know if you know anything about that because I, I thought that was interesting I, I mean, I it sounds vaguely. Fam- it sounds vaguely familiar. I remember being deep in the weeds and all this stuff uh, before, but I, I, you know, that's not something that really stuck out to me. Um, but I know there's a period of time for like 60 days where Oswald's whereabouts are unknown. He lived in Minsk and he worked at some factory in Minsk. Um, but there's this mystery period of time where nobody knows where he was. He was gone from work uh you know it's just a big uh a big blank space so that's interesting but he he returns from the soviet union like he's picked up by uh the head of the anti-bolshevik league which is this anti-communist group so what here's one of the one of the big themes with oswald is he's a communist okay he's a he's a socialist he's this leftist and so that's why you know warden report critics are always going well, if he's a leftist, it's pretty weird that he's always hanging around these right-wing people. Isn't that weird that his that his vocal politics to the point where he would kill the president over it is that he's a Marxist-Leninist, but he's hanging out with the head of the anti-Bolshevik League in New Orleans. He's at 544 Camp Street. He's hanging handing out he's handing out literature that says "Fair Play for Cuba." It's basically telling people we should have you know. Uh, open trade relations with Cuba, stop threatening them militarily, et cetera, um, which is this, you know, leftist position at the time, certainly. Um, and what's funny about that is that the address that's stamped on the flyers, uh, the other office that was in there was Guy Bannister's office, and he was the head of the, uh, basically the anti-communist league of the Caribbean. So, uh, why is Oswald associated with him? Why does Oswald get picked up by the head of the anti-Bolshevik League when he comes in, uh, you know, when he flies into the East Coast after being in the Soviet Union? Why is his best friend in uh, in Dallas and the, all the people he's hanging out with in Dallas, the white Russians, who are these like right wing, like anti-communists? And the counter argument is because that's the only kind of uh, people that speak Russian there are, people that left Russia that, you know, don't like it anymore because the people that still like it are still there. So, okay, there, you know, there, there are counterpoints to these things. But but that's that's the, the recurring theme is what, you know, what lens do you view this through? Are you immediately going, aha, he did that because he's a communist? Or are you going, aha, he did that because he's trying to look like he's a communist, right? And and it's it's hard to once you see it, it's hard to unsee it. It's like the magic eye type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, when you see it through that light, it does Some start pump. to make <laughs> when you see it through that light, it does like it does start to seem weird. Some of the things he's doing, it does seem like it's almost a show, uh, you know, to the extent where no one really has the way he went about with his activism seemed over the top to the point to where it was almost like making a point of it uh it very yeah. much fed behavior i guess the best way to put There's, it really yeah and to that to that end there this is probably like the biggest smoking gun that's come out um in the last few months the hottest topic in the jfk assassination world there's a guy named jefferson morley you ever heard of him no he he um he's got a great book uh about jim angleton uh called the ghost uh i think she's called the ghost i haven't read it yet but i want to but at at any rate um he's a former uh former washington post national security uh journalist very credible um and he's he works for the mary farrell foundation so he's been a a researcher of jfk assassination for a long time uh he thinks he's a guy who thinks there's a conspiracy but he's like let's say the one of the most like cons- like he, he only says stuff if he has hard receipts okay he's one of the most uh li- like he's one of these guys that would think the two oswalds is bonkers like for sure <laughs> Pro- probably maybe not i don't know i haven't talked to him about it um but uh at any rate um he he says he had a press conference at the national press club in december where basically he says we know from other documents that have been released we're able to to look at the uh 
sort of the the, the cryptonyms, the, the the codes of of who they went to, and and even though some things are still, uh, you know, they're they're still classified, and you you can't see because they're redacted. We know one of the things they're hiding is a memo uh, that proves that that's basically telling Oswald what to do. Uh, because Oswald was a CIA asset when he worked in New Orleans, when he was handing stuff out for fair play for Cuba, he was doing that on behalf of the CIA to try to agitate, just to try to be obnoxious, to get people to be against uh, the Castro government. That was the point, and that was a CIA operation. This is what Jefferson Morley says, um, who's way more credible than I am. Uh, so, I mean, that's related to this conversation of what lens do you view him as? Is he an intelligence agent who's trying to look a certain way or is he, that's the way he is. And that explains why he would want to kill the president. Yeah. Was there, was there also, I I saw somewhere that something along the lines of he also attempted to go to Cuba at one point, I'm assuming to do something similar along the lines (laughs) of the Russia thing, going to Russia, maybe trying to affect citizenship, whatever, what have you. Uh, I, I just heard that in passing somewhere. I don't know if you have any more mm-hmm. information on that one. Yeah, so this is the uh, the famous Mexico City trip. Um, mm. There's a lot in the Warren Report about this. There's whole books about this. Um, and basically, Mexico City, I think I talked in the first episode about the onion peel theory. Mm. Um, and just the, basically the idea that you've got to have multiple levels of the conspiracy to get your people you, to get people to go along with the ultimate inner core, which is bad and secret. Uh, you have to tell them a lie about what they're doing that is noble so that they feel like they're doing the right thing. Right. So, so the, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so the idea is, you know, the general public, people who don't care, they think Oswald did it. They'll accept it. People who really want to know the story for them. That's what Mexico city is all about. So there's all this stuff in Mexico City because we like it doesn't even come up sometimes. If you go Oswald did it, then that's where it ends. But then sort of like the uh, the hipster position among those who think that the warrant that uh, Oswald acted alone is that he acted alone, but really the Cubans and the Russians may have been sponsoring him. We'll never know. That's yeah. that's been like that's like the position for someone who's like you know wants to take the establishment role, but but make it be, you know, sound different, Yeah. which maybe they believe in good faith. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say, but the, it's just sort of like, a, yeah. yeah, which obviously like the same, the flip, the same the, thing. Yeah. Which yeah. obviously the flip side would be, no, he was a fed asset and he was trying to give the appearance of connections to these foreign actors. Uh, not right. Maybe they weren't necessarily making plans for uh-huh. this at the time for the other thing, but then conveniently is like, Hey, we have this guy that's already yeah. kind of set down these, uh, set down these uh, trails for people to follow of who is he connected to and voila. <laughs> yeah. So, so. so I, I don't know if Oswald went to Mexico city or not. Yeah. Uh, Marina says that he did. Marina says a lot of things. Marina, if you believe Marina, then Oswald did it period. If you mm-hmm. believe the Marina's deposition transcripts, I mean, she says he did it effectively. I mean, she wasn't there, but there's enough evidence that she provides combined with the other evidence that if you believe her, it's pretty hard to get around. Oswald did it, so yeah. you know she's a she's an interesting witness. Yeah, um, I, I did want to touch on that real quick. The Marina thing, because um, one of the things I was watching today, they were they were talking about, it, and they brought up a really good point on because a lot of people, I think a lot of people try to bring up her credibility, and I don't know maybe she's complete horseshit. I don't know what her deal is, but if you take into account this is just some random woman who's, you know, from the USSR, you know, keep in mind what the USSR was at that point in time. They were, I don't know if you'd say the height, but they were, they were pretty damn commie. And this was the kind of place to where if you pissed off the government, you just disappeared. And that can happen in this country as well, but it's usually they don't, it's not as flagrant, um, you know, as when it was in the USSR. So there's this woman from the USSR whose husband, and apparently they characterize it that she was in a, in a, a relationship she was not a fan of that that's the way they characterize it whether that's true or not i don't know and then now her husband kills the president and is getting bombarded asking questions by people and you got to take it put your put yourself in the mind of someone a young woman because she was very young at the time i think she was either early she was like very yeah. early 20s and uh-huh. is just being bombarded by federal agents with questions and stuff and where she came from you know if you came from the USR, you just tell them what they want to know because that's right. where you want to get. So I could see how her information coming from her would be wildly all over the place and unreliable. There is a uh, 
so that's that's what you have to believe if if you yeah. if you take the position there's a conspiracy and she's on the record in one of her depositions uh where she where she they ask her a question and she doesn't really know what what they want the answer to be this is just my opinion by the way you could take a different inference but uh and then and then she goes she says uh well as we talked about uh before when we were off the record um i want to help you and you understand that i want to help you so just tell me how i can help you <laughs> yeah which is very much a ussr like citizen type behavior yeah. you know yeah. like like don't send me to the gulag like what do you want right. to hear <laughs> yeah yeah so um but uh but uh, um, mexico city uh the interesting thing there is so oswald went to the uh cuban embassy and he went to the russian embassy and obviously the cia has has both of them tapped they have assets in both of them the uh, woman who interacted with him at the cuban embassy said that that the person she saw was not lee harvey oswald it was a different guy uh the uh uh the fbi got a hold of the of the photos and the fbi knew what oswald looked like and and Jagger Hoover, uh, I don't remember if he was if it was in a a phone call to LBJ or if it was a letter, but he basically said the CIA. You know, we know that uh, there's Oswald's being impersonated, and the person the CIA says is Oswald is not Oswald. Says Jagger Hoover, kind of you know, there's a CIA FBI rivalry that at points of the case really shines a light on what's actually going on because people's loyalties some of the FBI agents loyalty wasn't to the Warren commission. It was to Hoover. And, you know, that, that shines most brightly in the Cybert O'Neill report, the two agents he sent to the autopsy, they basically say all the same things that the Dallas doctor said, which is full blown, you know, in support of conspiracy. Uh, and they were sending their report to Hoover and they're, you know, they were interviewed again by the ARRB in the nineties and they, they still have the same positions of, of yeah. what they said they saw before. So, it's a wild case. Somebody's lying through their teeth. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking now. And I don't know if I've had this thought before, but I feel like it was original. I don't know how I didn't pick up this before. Uh, I know anyone who's followed my channel probably knows me pretty well for the OKC stuff that I've covered. Uh, that is the going theory with McVeigh uh, on the conspiracy side is that he was in the military and then he supposedly went for some sp special ops unit. And then the official story is that he had an injury and fell out. And they sent him back home. But his, I believe, I want to say he said in letters to his sister, and there's other things that suggest this, is that he essentially became an off-the-books agent for the government. And if you follow a lot of the threads of the OKC, it does kind of line up, although there's not a ton of evidence to support that. But at the very least, there's a lot of Fed involvement. But it, it, it's funny, the parallels. And I'm sure if you go down a lot of conspiracy routes, I'm sure it's very common. Someone has some yeah. sort of government job, particularly military, and then whoop! Guess what? I'm going home, and you know, oh, oh! Now they did so did a whoop, big old whoopsie. <laughs> ha have you ever heard of Richard Case Nagel? No, I can't say I've heard that. Okay, name. all right. So this is a fun story on the Oswald side of things. This is a guy who uh, I believe there's a book about him called "The Man Who Knew Too Much," and he, uh, I think in the spring of 1963 or the fall of 63 he went into a bank in i want to say like albuquerque or somewhere and and just fired a shot in the ceiling and waited for the cops to come to arrest him and then he told the cops like all this stuff he just spilled this over he's like he's like uh, uh I'm, I'm part of a double agent program where we go you know we're basically we go over like we're defecting from the to the Soviet Union and then we try to work for the KGB, but then we come back and we're really working for America the whole time. And, you know, it says all this crazy stuff. And he's like, and there's currently a plot and they're trying to kill the president. And I was going to be in on it, but I'm now I'm now I'm going to stop it. And, and, and he says that he knew he knew Oswald and Oswald was like one of the other people that was in his group. I, it's, it's why it's, it's bonkers. Yeah. But if you want to look at and I have not done the super deep dive on that. It's going to be in the pocket. It's strong enough to make the outline for sure. Yeah, you guys going to be like everything. Info. It's got counterpoints. <laughs> Richard Richard Case Nagel. That's what you want. N A G E L L. Yeah, that, that is wild. Yeah, I mean, uh, with uh, McVeigh, it was uh, God. What was it? It was PatCon, is what it was. Uh, he basically described uh -huh. PatCon after being uh, locked up initially, uh, and then this was before PatCon even became a confirmed thing. It became a confirmed thing much later. 
So uh, mm. yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep going to the OKC route, but it's just fun. It's just fun seeing the uh, parallels between all these things. I, uh, yeah. yeah, no, OKC is very interesting. I just uh, don't want to get too far to my lane. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I learned I, I learned I, I learn things I know about that from reading uh, Wendy Bird's book and from yeah. watching your show. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if you want to. Who is General Walker, and what significance does yeah. he have with uh, with uh, Oswald? Because that, that was something I just heard about today, and I was like, "What it was yeah, another assassination attempt of some sort?" Yeah, General Walker is a really interesting one. So, what you know? Okay, so once we you find with this case, there's so many little points. Okay, and so you go issue by issue, and you sort of let's say they're all fires, and you sort of you're, you're putting all these fires out, but you put out all these evidentiary fires with Oswald, so you can argue. You know, the FBI had an informant that was uh, checking his mail at the time when the rifle was sent to the to the P.O. box. So, you know, OK, that's that's a possibility for you to believe that he never got the rifle. That's reasonable. You know, uh, there's issues with the palm print and the fingerprints, which uh, we talk about, I think, in my podcast that comes out next Tuesday. Excuse me. Um, so there's all these there, there are all these issues. But we, we, you, when it comes down to what it comes back to is the backyard photo. Okay, there's the, the there's the three tier pillar. These these things they stand even after the Warren Report critics are able to to sort of attack all these other issues with Oswald's gun ownership specifically, and that is the the backyard photo of him holding the the, the gun, uh, and with a revolver on his waist, which Marina says she took. There's issues with her testimony of that because. They ask her, how do you use the camera? And she doesn't know how to use it. It's like a special type of camera. And she like doesn't even know what she's talking about or whatever. But she does say she took it. Uh, and then the second thing is Marina says he had a rifle and says that it was his rifle. So, I mean, what, I mean, is she just lying? I mean, like we were talking about before, maybe. But that is, a you know, what, you're, what the wife would say. You got to give that a little bit of weight. Yeah. Um, but General Walker, okay, so that, that's the third thing. So they go, well, look, even even if you know, all, you know, these documents were fabricated to order the rifle and the palm print was, was planted and all these other things. Oswald tried to kill General Walker on April 1st. And that shows that he had capacity or maybe it was April it was sometime in April. And that shows that he had of 1963 shows that he had capacity to kill General Walker is this like right wing John Birch society guy. Um, kind like kind of friendly with all the guys that were in the military that hated JFK actually. Um, and, uh, I think he was considering a presidential run. Uh, I want to say he was like, a like super racist, <laughs> pretty sure. But, uh, but at any rate, um, Walker, there's one shot that was fired uh, into Walker's house and it hit a windowsill, um, didn't go through there. There's the forensics are not able to tie the bullet back to the gun. Um, there were people seen running away afterwards and there was just uh uh two um the people there were reports of, of two people that ran in different directions so it's not entirely clear as to what happened now even in the conspiracy world it's about there are some people very well informed people like john newman who's an expert on oswald uh who who think that uh, Oswald may have participated in the General Walker shooting. That may have bona fide been Lee Harvey Oswald, and he did it as part of an operation to further dip himself to further hey, some pump to to uh, you know he did it as an operation to to further prove that he really was legitimately a, a you know a very so socialist he hated this fascist General Walker. I don't like that word because it's used so loosely yeah. today. But uh, but but he hated General Walker. And, and so the evidence for that is that Marina says that that he he said he did it. Uh, and and this guy, George DeMorenschild, says that Oswald admitted that he did it. Um, so that's kind of that's sort of the evidence for that. But there's now people say George DeMorenschild was CIA. There's, there is evidence for that as well, uh, that he was an asset. So um, anyway, it's, it's well, a the, lot. <laughs> yeah. In the timeline. uh. You said probably early April, the General Walker uh, assassination attempt. When yeah. was the JFK attempt? The date? Do you? Do you? I mean, I'm sure. November twenty second. So April. Yeah. Okay. So roughly six months ish. Now uh, the, the, the the challenge is Oswald didn't have a car, 
So mm. he would have had to, and, and it was too far away. And by the way, I went to all these sites when I was in Dallas in November. So I, I went to, you know, I probably should, this is probably trespassing, but I went to uh, General Walker's house and it's this like mansion that's on this like big, fancy, super wealthy part of town. And I got, and I got video of all the, you know, all the different stuff. So we'll, we'll put that out when we get to it eventually. But, um, uh, you know, General Walker, uh, oh, oh, Oswald's rifle, uh, Marina said that he buried it in the dirt after it was over. So, so he, he, he's, he, told, he, she says that he told her he buried the rifle in a dirt in a field to hide it. But if a rifle is buried in a field, you expect to find some dirt on it. And they found no dirt at all on the Cardano that they found. So, cleaned it really good. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 again, there's your counter. I mean, that's legitimately the counterpoint. I mean, that, you can't clean a gun. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would depend. Uh, I would think yeah. there would be still some dirt somewhere. I mean, I don't know. Some people get really OCD about cleaning guns, so I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how much stock to put in in that aspect. Yeah, but it's an interesting, uh, interesting little sidebar. The uh, the General Walker thing does. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's also like who knows? Because like like we mentioned with Marina, she could be even if she's a completely genuine person and she just feels like she could just be saying what they want to say because she's scared because of her past. She also could just be a full on asset. Uh, it's, right. I, I, I don't, I would, I personally would not under any circumstance put much stock in what she has to say personally, just because of the yeah. situation, uh, you know, even if she's not a you know malicious actor, you know, she, it would just be the situation. Uh, really any person when they're getting bombarded with federal agents like that is probably going to, uh, you know, end up, you know, somewhat saying what the feds want them to say, likely, yeah. um, you know, depending if they're actually trying to get down to truth. Uh, right. But yeah. Um, all right. Uh, do anything, uh, any, any other uh, significant aspects of Oswald? Uh, the only other note I have is uh, his intelligent contact. Uh, he has, I guess, uh, is known for having multiple intelligent contact, intelligence contacts, people that yeah. weird connections to Intel type folks. Yeah, uh, Rich, Richard Schweiker, who was uh, on the, I believe, the church committee, said that the fingerprints of intelligence are all around Oswald. So we don't know if he, so uh, he regularly was visited by the FBI. Um, there is uh, some, some folks believe that he was an FBI informant. The person who gave the tip to spoil the Chicago plot was named Lee. That's all we know. Uh, so that the, the Chicago plot was spoiled by a tip from a guy named Lee. Um, and, uh, you know, intelligence on, on to that point. So Oswald's arrested in New Orleans for getting into a fight uh, with uh, someone from a DRE, uh, which is basically like the um, the, uh, the the student group that was like the anti Castro uh, student group. And uh, they get into this this fist fight. Oswald goes to jail. Who's Oswald's first phone call in jail? Well, of course, it's an FBI agent. He calls he calls the FBI, and then an agent comes and talks to him for an, over an hour at the New Orleans jail. So I don't know what's that. I don't know how to explain that if it's not what, what is that? You know that that would be my question for someone who says there's no intelligence ties. The other uh, intelligence ties, what I brought up earlier about Jefferson Morley. Mm -hmm. um and, and him shining light on that um and then i mean then you have antonio uh, vesiana he is one of the leaders of alpha 66 which is the cuban exile group uh that was working with the cia to basically uh nitpick to death <laughs> cuba just with little with little random like terror missions uh, against the cuban government um and uh, antonio vesiana told the House Select Committee, or uh, he told the House Select Committee investigators that uh, his contact with the CIA was a guy named Maurice Bishop. And he told the investigators that he saw Maurice Bishop talking to Lee Harvey Oswald after he spoke to him. He left and he saw Lee Harvey Oswald talking to Maurice Bishop. Turns out, he's able to identify who Maurice Bishop is. Uh, and there's this great, oh man, there's this great book called The Last Investigation by Gaten Fonzi, who's one of the investigators involved in the HSCA. And he describes a story where he, so he befriended Vecchiana. He's like trying to get him to testify because he's, he's, you know, he's scared. He doesn't want to testify. And, and he ends up going to this dinner of uh, retired uh, intelligence association agency or whatever. 
And it's Vecchiana that they end up talking to and sitting with uh, uh, Maurice Bishop at the dinner. And so Maurice Bishop is David Atlee Phillips, who was the, the head of operations for like the Western Hemisphere of the CIA. CIA. Uh, or maybe it was like Latin America. I got to remember exactly what he what, what it was. He was Mexico City office for a while. But he's he's all if 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 it was a conspiracy, David Atlee Phillips is all up in it. And and so he says David Atlee Phillips was Maurice Bishop. Um, and there's these other facts with him, like David Atlee Phillips, his brother is doing shady stuff in Dallas and covering things. I, I forget what it was, but we'll get to it eventually. It's, it's in my outline. Um, but but yeah, Vecchiana says that that his contact also talked to Oswald. And oh, by the way, right after uh, he testified, he got shot in the head. <laughs> <laughs> he lived. And, oh, then, okay. and, then he, and then he goes, no, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I was mistaken. Yeah. And then he's like in his 90s now. And he recently was like, he gave a deathbed confession or, you know, an old super old guy confession. He's like, everything I said before is totally true. That was definitely David Atlee Phillips. Yeah. All <laughs> so, right. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fun stories. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. Do, w is there anything else of significance you think we should bring up about Oswald before we, uh, before we kill this episode? Cause I think we covered moats. I was going to touch on motivations, but I feel like that's redundant. Cause I mean, if you listen to this, you can kind of just infer that if you're a normal breathing individual, his, his motivations are if he did it, it's either that he was crazy or, or mm -hmm. he, uh, I just don't like I don't think you can believe in good faith that he did it because of his political beliefs. They want you to believe that. But I don't I just don't think the evidence is there. If you look at the whole picture, just to be honest with you, I, I don't I try to say like you can, you, you know, you can in good faith believe all these different things. You can believe Oswald did it alone. But I think if you think Oswald did it alone, you think he did it because he's crazy and he like wanted to be famous. Mm -hmm. I think that's the theory. Uh, why is he doing all these? But the thing is, he's not innocent and normal. Like, would you go get a revolver? Maybe you get a revolver if you're on the run and you're like going to, you know, shoot people or whatever. But would you go get a revolver and then go to the Texas theater for a matinee? <laughs> like, maybe. I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, and then when he's in the theater, he's walking around to each person talking to them, like, like trying to see, like, are, you know, are, are you a contact? And his, in his pocket, he has uh, a half dollar bill. And there's like, you know, I guess there's like a spy technique where you, you know, you, you match two halves of a dollar bill together huh. to show us the person you're supposed to meet. Um, so, so there, there's all kinds of, of, of little issues, uh, you know, so it, it's either he's intelligence and he's being told to do things or he did it and he's bonkers. Those, those are the, those are the two yeah. motivations. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, it is. It's. It's. I think that's why so many people just don't buy this story. I mean, obviously, we'll talk touch on Jack Ruby in the next episode, but like, which that gives it a whole other dimension. But even just looking at Oswald alone, it's just like what? It just doesn't add up. Like that, someone yeah. would just randomly kill the president like this, uh, like and not have like I. I don't know. Like I guess they're trying to imply he has commie type convictions. But even even then, it's like I, I don't know what rational person really thinks that's going to work out well. You think you're going to strengthen relationships between these two nations by offing the president, like, uh, or you just yeah. I guess maybe you could say the point that he just wants to be a hero of 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 his of the commies, maybe in his head. Well, there's also you know? the, the biggest argument against that is like if he really wanted to kill the president just to like make a name for himself, then he would have been in position in the school book depository. Uh, I mean, JFK was supposed to come through at 1215. Oswald, the earliest he could have been there uh, and not been seen by Bonnie Ray Williams, who was having his lunch, would have been like 1210, 1215. But uh, he so so why would he wait that long uh, and risk risk missing it? And then the second point is, why would he not take the shot straight on? So the president's coming towards him, coming right at him and then turns. Why not take the shot when he's coming at you as opposed to when he's going away from you with a tree in the way, potentially? So that's that's been another thing I've always wondered. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. We're at an hour here. So if yeah, man. you want to go ahead and drop your plugs, uh, unless you think of something else you have pertinent yeah. here. But I think we we I think we hit most of the, the good stuff. But, I mean, you'd be the guy who would know better than I would. Yeah. So Appreciate it, Jose, man. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thanks I, for I the opportunity again. Good luck on Tim Cast, man. It's really <laughs> exciting. Um, 
I'm on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok as uh, Solving JFK. You can go to solvingjfkpodcast.com. Every episode has written transcripts and every fact is uh, cited so you can see where I'm getting my sources from. So check it out. All right. I uh, appreciate you coming on. This is the No Way Jose Show. Find me on YouTube, all the major auto podcatchers, Odyssey as well. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you're doing on the audio po- uh, podcatchers like Spotify, iTunes, make sure to give me a good rating. Help me help me boost me up there. Oh, yeah. uh, if you want to follow me on social media, at Tower Gang Jose. If you want to support me financially, patreon.com, No Way Jose 2020. Appreciate everyone who shows up for this and watches it. I love you all. Uh, and uh, yeah, definitely check out my Timcast appearance. Tell them it was amazing, even if it wasn't. Just tell them, uh, hey, okay. have them on again. Yeah. <laughs> right Appreciate, on, man. Right. Uh, we'll get it. All right, dude. Have a good one. All right, you too. Thanks, Jose. No problem. Appreciate it, man. No problem.